that special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Well, welcome back to that special touch of God's excellence in you. I'm Carol Stanley, and we are here at KLAY 1180 AM on your radio dial. Or, again, KLAY1180.com if you're listening to us online. You know what? I am so happy to be here today because... It is the weekend post-Memorial Day, and actually there are several states in our southern part of our United States that celebrate Memorial Day on different days than we, uh, you know, in the, the majority of the states. We celebrate on the last Monday of the month of May. Well, here we are, June 4th, and Yesterday, Louisiana and Tennessee celebrated, and I think those are some of the last ones, but it doesn't matter. The, the point is that we need to be reminded of the power and the importance of Memorial Day and what it stands for. And I have some really cool information for you today that I think will bless you. Uh, I want to start, as I do always, with a wonderful reading from Jesus calling. So remember, this is the Lord talking to you and to me. And this is what it says. Welcome challenging times as opportunities to trust me, God. You have me beside you and my spirit within you. So no set of circumstances is too much for you to handle. When the path before you is dotted with difficulties, beware of measuring your strength against those challenges. The calculation is certain to riddle you with anxiety. Without me, you wouldn't make it past the first hurdle. The way to walk through demanding days is to grip my hand tightly and stay in close communication with me. Let your thoughts and spoken words be richly flavored with trust and thankfulness. Regardless of the day's problems, I can keep you in perfect peace as you stay close to me. Aren't those good words? I don't know about you, but they sure as heck soothe my, my heart. Because uh, we all go through crap. There's no other way to say that. We all go through troubled times. We all go through stuff in life. And uh, in James 1, 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And it goes on in that verse, certainly, to talk about that those those trials, if you will, in our trust in God helps us to really persevere and win. My, my words, not the Lord's, but we do win. I can do everything through him who gives me strength, Philippians 4.13. I like the version that says, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. That has held me really firm for a lot of, lot of situations. You will keep in peace, perfect peace, him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And of course, that you is God. So I wanted to share that with you today because every morning, that particular set of scriptures out of Jesus Calling, and there's one for every day of the year, really helps me, starts my day uh, with a good perspective. It sets me back up on my feet for the day because we don't always wake up with 
sunshine in our heart, right? <laughs> but when we focus on God who has our back, who loves us, then it does. It, it helps us to kind of roll into the sunshine mentality. So I wanted to share with you uh, a little bit about the Memorial Day since it just passed. And we are reminded to keep in mind those who've gone before us, who have passed, who have given their absolute life. They've given the best, the best that can be given. Because um, freedom is, of course, not free. It was bought and paid for. And the wonderful men and women of our country in our service to our country have absolutely laid down their lives. Uh, and the debt we owe them is absolutely huge. So on uh, Memorial Day 1982, Ronald Reagan said of those who died in service of our country, quote, Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom for which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. It imposes a burden. And just as they, whom we commemorate, were willing to sacrifice, so too must we, in a less final, less heroic, heroic way, be willing to give of ourselves. Give of ourselves for others, for, again, people needing people. It is so, so important. And with that, I would like to play a cut from my album, one of the last albums I did, uh, and I because I just so believe in people being there for people, we remembering our men and women in service, the ones who've died and the ones who still are with us. We owe them such a great debt. And it just, again, it points out to me, and I know my heart, that we people all need each other. We need each other, people needing people.
that was people. We as people definitely need each other to lift, to hold, to honor, to respect, to just be there for each other. And that's what God calls us to. We who follow the Lord, who love the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what, when, when we have that relationship, we want to be there for, for each other. We want to be better. We want, uh, we, you know, that those desires of our heart get really established beautifully. And so anyway, long and the short of all that is the Lord really, truly um, blesses us and wants us to be there for each other. I want to share a little bit more here. Um, and again, you know what, when on Memorial Day and the days that we want to set aside to really honor our lost ones and our vets, uh, it's so common and it was actually declared and called of us to set aside at 3 o'clock on the afternoon of our national holiday, the last Monday in May, to remember with a moment of silence and taps. Day is done, gone the sun, from the lake, from the hill, from the sky. All is well, safely rest. God is nigh. Taps. Such an important um, just remembrance. We're going to have a wonderful special guest in a moment so we'll be right back and you don't want to miss it so come right back that special touch of god's excellence in you that special touch of god's excellence in Attention, building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Storefront doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC, or Family Life Community Church, is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They're located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to register for Born to be Awesome group coaching program for speakers. The class is from May 13th through June 10th. Go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift 
and to register for this transformational program. Now is your chance to travel abroad as a missionary. Merritt and Megan Hunt and L3 International would like to talk with you about joining or supporting their missionary trip to the distant villages of Zambia, Africa to serve the orphan children and rebuild orphanages. While there, you'll join in the open-air crusades in Tanzania with over 10,000 in attendance. Be part of this important missionary trip May 23rd through June 6th. Learn more by calling 206-496-7311. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellency. Well, here we are. We are back this afternoon with that special touch of God's excellence in you on KLAY 1180 on your AM dial or KLAY1180.com. And we are so privileged and happy today to have Faith Gallatin join us. Uh, and we're speaking about really about grief and and we just were talking about Memorial Day and how we we feel such grief in our hearts for those who have died and gone before us. But there are so many vets alive and here that really need each. They need us. They need us and they need our support. They need, again, people loving and being there for people as we just listened to before the break. So, Faith, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much, Carol. This is just so fun to be able to talk with you and anyone else who's out there. I love it. It's great. Faith, I just so love, love, love getting to know you. Uh, when I had another radio show at another station. Uh, yes, several, it was wonderful. Several years back. <laughs> and uh, it was so wonderful to get to know you then. And, you know, you and I share some wonderful, uh, you and I both share some wonderful connection in that, yes. uh, with special needs children, you have a beautiful daughter who is what we term what special needs. They're just special, special children. Mm-hmm. And um, and my, I have a granddaughter, and um, you know, we we lost a grandson um, before he turned just barely before he turned a year old, and that was hard enough. And then his sister is again. Uh, special needs. So we totally understand your precious, beautiful heart and you as a parent dealing with this and, and the kind of grief that comes along with that because it's, it's a, lost, um, a lost expectation of what this child would have or could have been in our, in our view, even though God has special plans for these kids. Um, but anyway, I just, I fell in love with you then, Faith. And so I wanted to talk with you about about grief. So tell me what what is grief in your in your definition? Well, and thanks Carol. That's where, you know, grief out of the dictionary, they say it's a keen mental suffering or distress over affliction or loss. Ooh. Painful regret, sharp sorrow, you know? And that's the part of where I think all of us have experienced grief at different levels at some point in time, but the biggest word in there is the loss. Yes. And that's where oftentimes we don't realize that when we, you know, and loss can be described as deprivation, disadvantage, or detriment from a failure to keep, have, or get. And that's the piece 
of where, like what I call with what we have with our kids, is living grief, where it's not like it's a closure. You don't lose once. You lose daily and (laughs) over again. Yes, Yes, because it's that... That failure to keep something that you have or the fa- the failure to have what you wanted or expected at some point, you know, and that's the piece of where um, I started to quantify that. I think when Heather was around five years old, I started to feel this feeling that would come over me and the tears would start running down my face and I'm like, I'm just watching her climb the stairs. What's wrong? And it was because it was painful for her to try to take a couple of steps up the stairs and her cousins who were three years younger were just running up next to her. Yeah. And I realized that that was a piece of grief. And the thing is, many of us have this, but we don't call it what it is. And therefore I feel like it becomes like this little um, monkey that sits behind us, like waiting to just catch us and it will catch us at the oddest times. And it's best to just be able to pull it out and say, this is what it is and this is how it's going to be. And what am I going to do with it? Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, again, as, as I've mentioned, we, we, we grieve the, the precious people who have served us and that have gone mm-hmm. before us. And we grieve loss of parents. I lost my parents at the end of 2014, mm-hmm. when, 2014 when I spent almost 20 years of my life caring for them. And I got so close to them. And, oh, my goodness, I thought my... Even though I knew it was coming, I thought my I was my heart was going to be ripped out, and I was losing my mom piece by piece through Alzheimer's disease, mm-hmm. and that is a living grief as well. Yeah. Oh my yes. goodness. So I totally, I I love that you've, I love that you've you're, that you're using this term, living grief. Give me some more examples of that. Well, and that's part where, like you said, I mean, when we lose somebody to death, that's one thing. But when we gradually lose them where they become a person that we don't know anymore. Another example I've seen is somebody who maybe gets divorced and yet they're still seeing that ex and they grieve the loss of that relationship because nobody wants to go to that place at all. They, They, you know, they grieve that they don't have a family. There's a friend who maybe has lost another friend due to who knows what. Sometimes there's a severing of a relationship. I was even thinking of how David lost his best friend Jonathan in the Bible because Jonathan had to go with his father, who was David's sworn enemy. And I think David you know, mourned the, yes. the loss of his best friend, and I see that happening. I have a number of friends who have had a car accident or some health issue, which has taken them out of a career that they absolutely loved, but they no longer can physically do it. And so every day they wake up going, what can I do with my body? I can't do what I wanted to do. And that is a living grief. And that's the part of where, like, the vets who come back, who they haven't lost their life, they are here still. There are many traumas that they've dealt with, and they come back as different people, and then their families are different. And then you have a loss in how that relationship works, how those families either stay together or don't. And oftentimes there's a loss of a family because of these things that happen. And so those are just some examples that I think of, and that's the part of where, I mean, I lost my dad a few years ago, and and I've got to say, and I'm, don't make this I want this to sound weird, but like losing him to death was actually easier to me than having to face every day with my daughter. 
And that's the piece of where, because there was a finality to it, there's, I know he's in a better place. I know he's where he needs to be. He had had a wonderful life, but this ongoing peace. And that's what I see often that I think it, it ends up can, can easily become bitterness and resentment in people's souls because they get stuck in one of the stages of grief. Mm. And that's the part Ooh, of where yes. our society does not talk about grief. They don't allow us the processing time that we often need. Wow. I'm so glad you mentioned the different stages of grief because, again, even though um, I lost mom, it, she was a total blessing to me. And watching her die inch by inch with the Alzheimer's disease was really, really hard. But when she did pass, I had an incredible sense of, yes, loss, but of, like you said, of relief for her sake because mm -hmm. she no longer then was trapped in that um, non-functional body and non-functional right. brain. She was free. And that so that brought some comfort to me. But what really did nail me was my dad. When he passed, I was holding his hand, and I didn't expect him to go as quickly as he did. And I tell you, I still get choked up when I think of that loss. So there is a living grief component to even those precious ones that have gone on before yes. us. Uh, but yeah. again, back to the stages of grief, before we have to pull out of this segment, would you briefly go through, or to whatever extent you want to, go through the different stages? Because I think that would bless our listeners today. Yeah, and that's where they they have quantified kind of five stages. The thing that's interesting is it's often a cycle in and out through these stages. It's not like you just go straight through them. The first is, de is denial. Like it's kind of that shock phase of I can't even deal with it yet, so I'm just going to be in denial that it's not there. But then when there's awareness of it, there often follows with anger anger at what's happening, anger at the circumstances, anger at the person, anger at who knows what, a lot of anger. The next step is bargaining, where it's like, hey, if I can do this, or if I do this, maybe I can get this, you know, that whole, yeah, and, and I mean, I tell you, I think God hears a lot of bargaining. If you will do this, God, I will do this, right? Oh, yeah. That's the third <laughs> step. And then the fourth step is depression, and that is a place where between the anger and the depression, I think that's where people can fall in a black hole, and they stay there. Mm. Because the fifth stage is acceptance, and it's not that, okay, I'm okay now. It's acceptance that this is happening, this has happened, I can go forward from it. And so with the stages, you go back and forth, and the yes. thing that with living grief that nails me over and over is that... I have to go through this again and again and again, yes. and it feels old at times. And it's like, I don't want to face this again, but I have also learned to go, okay, this is the phase. I need to go forward. I need to not get stuck. And that's the piece that is my heart of talking about it with other people so that they, again, don't fall in that black hole right. and stay there. Because it's so easy to as you had mentioned, to fall into that black hole and feel stuck and not be able, you know, I kind of, I fight falling into, the, you know, little bits of depression mm -hmm. um, just because of the stage in life I'm in. It's like now my time to shine and yet here I am, you know, at my age and, and society tries to put that, what I call the golden hand in my face, right? Where, mm -hmm. oh no, darling, mm -hmm. you're this age, you need to go and do this or do nothing. And I'm going, really? You've got to be kidding me. 
Exactly. I and I think that, that comes up for a lot of us in a lot of yes. different places because we feel held back by something. And it's like, but I want to go forward. And like, where do we land there? And we need to deal with that. Yes. Oh, that was such good words, Faith. I just so appreciate you. Um, I Well, from the bottom of my heart in the depths, <laughs> because what you're talking about is what we all tend to have to, well, we have to deal with it. We just straight up do. Whether we it's, do. whether it's um, again, a physical uh, ailment that's serious, that's severe, that like many of our vets have that, uh, but you know, gosh, it can happen to any of us at any time. You know, gosh, you break a hip and you're stuck in the hospital and, and a lot of people die from a broken hip because, Absolutely. because of these stages of grief and because they now no longer can <clears throat> get up and around. Uh, I know my mother-in-law was a, a beautiful miracle, <clears throat> excuse me, when she broke her hip at, I think she was 98, if you can believe this. Oh, wow. And she, boy, she bounced right back up and off she was going, and she passed when she was just, oh, barely away from 101. I mean, wow. <laughs> what an amazing woman. But <laughs> <clears throat> the the point you're making, which is such a good one, is that the stages of grief, we do have to understand them. The denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, and the final acceptance, because we do cycle in and out of them. Sometimes we're fine, we're accepting everything, and we're, we think we're just fine, and we'll cycle back around to anger or, or again, that denial of what's really going mm-hmm. on, or just whatever it is, or, or the black hole of depression. But it's so important that we do, that we have each other around to help us through those times. That's why I played people in the first segment, is that people need people. We, as people, need other people. I need you, Faith, and and you need your family and those who love you around you to help you cycle, keep cycling through to the acceptance, to the knowing that God has your back and he's real and he's there. And we just need each other desperately to keep all of that in mind and going and you know what we're gonna take another quick break and we'll be right back with faith gallatin that special touch of god's excellence in you that special touch of god's excellence in you Attention, building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair, we service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Store front doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC, or Family Life Community Church, is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They're located at 1925 South 341st Place, in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? 
Would you like to know how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to register for Born to be Awesome group coaching program for speakers. The class is from May 13th through June 10th. Go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and to register for this transformational program. Now is your chance to travel abroad as a missionary. Merritt and Megan Hunt and L3 International would like to talk with you about joining or supporting their missionary trip to the distant villages of Zambia, Africa to serve the orphan children and rebuild orphanages. While there, you'll join in the open-air crusades in Tanzania with over 10,000 in attendance. Be part of this important missionary trip May 23rd through June 6th. Learn more by calling to 206-496-7311 That special touch of God's excellence in you That special touch of God's excellence in you That special touch of God's excellence in you Well, here we are again this afternoon with that special touch of God's excellence on KLAY 1180 AM or 1180.com, KLAY1180.com if you're listening online. And we are with Faith Gallatin today. And Faith, I just so love talking with you. And our subject today has been around living grief. We've been talking about honoring uh, our memorial uh, day precious people that have gone before us, serving our country, and those in our lives that we've loved, that we've lost, and what grief is, and so forth. But anyway, I, Faith, it's just such a joy to have you on. Thanks, Carol. You know, and that's the part of where I was just thinking maybe I can share a tiny little bit of my story. Yes. Um, we've talked was, a little bit about it. You I know? was going to ask you that right in this <laughs> segment. So good good lead in, girlfriend. Okay. Well, and that's the part of where, you know, I was launched into sort of like this living grief about, um, it was just about 18 years ago. My daughter will be 18 in October. And what happened is when she was born, um, we knew there could be something going on from my pregnancy, but they weren't sure exactly what. But when she was about five months old, they started noticing some delays. And by the time she was a year old, we had her in therapies. And so she has, she is, um, her body works like a two-year-old. So she has about the same verbal ability as a two-year-old, the same um, motor ability as a two-year-old. But she's now 17, almost 18. And so she's kind of gotten locked in this body. And all the way along, we were just waiting for progress and watching progress. But like I said, I mean, at one point, it was like that grief started coming because the milestones started being bigger and bigger. It was obvious that she was much older and couldn't do those things. And that was hard for me, just feeling that loss. And then I had another daughter who was two years younger. And very quickly, she became the older sister. And that sparked you know, those comparisons many times. And I think that's another part of, um, I heard recently that comparison is a a thief of joy. And I realized that that has been a lot of that grief has come often when that comparison is there. But the thing that was really kind of crazy is when Heather was about 10, she started having seizures. And those seizures have increased and increased. She's been to the point where she's had 60 a day. Wow. And I have... Uh. 
you know, talk about the bargaining phase. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the part. At first, I was sort of in denial about that, and then I was angry about it, and then the bargaining. I went through about six months of, I mean, I've watched God heal people. I'm like, God, why don't you heal her? It would be so simple. I know you can do it, you know. And right. it was kind of wild because I was actually driving in my car one day, talking to him about this. I think I was even speaking out loud because I was by myself. And his voice audibly said to me, I cannot tell you why this side of heaven, because you won't understand, but it won't change. Wow. And the thing that's crazy with that is I think that was the first time that I really started to go, I got to go past all these other phases and move into acceptance. Because he basically said, the only thing that I can do in this process is to trust him, to know there's some reason but I don't even have to understand that reason, and it can still be okay. And so that was a piece for me, Carol, of when I started to go, okay, there is something about this whole process. And so every time I get thrown back into it, and, you know, in November we were back in the hospital for three weeks. She could not walk, and they say it's because her seizures were so bad and it's going to be an ongoing issue. At that point, I moved very quickly to acceptance. I was really good about working through the steps while I was with her. On the other hand, three weeks ago, she went down in the same way, and I was so angry. And this is the piece of where I guess I want to share that, you know, you never know exactly what those emotions, at least for me, I've never known what those emotions are going to do to me. The thing Uh, that has been constant is his voice saying, you just have to trust me. I can't explain it, but you can trust me. And so, you know, just I love the name of your show about God's touch of excellence, because really when it comes down to it, what do we have except for our faith in him? What do we have except us knowing that he's holding on to us and that he does know sovereignly everything that's going to happen? He does know best. Somehow it will work out there. And um, in the meantime, I just know I'm growing a whole lot. (laughs) Well, that's it, you know, and I, I, in fact, I was just talking with a young man at church today and and sharing with him that we all go through doubt. We all go through, yeah. again, basically these stages of, again, this five stages of, of grief are denial or shock, two is anger, three is bargaining, four is that depression, and we can sometimes slip into the black hole, and then five is acceptance and how we flip around in all, all five of those. But I was sharing with him about the, the analogy of the beautiful diamond. You know, we come out of the ground, <laughs> the diamond does, uh, as very highly pressurized, Ugh, right? Very pressurized. Mm-hmm. And then we think, okay, I'm out of the ground. Cool. Okay. All right. It's going to be okay, right? And then we start being cut because we were designed to be a gem. And so we be, we start getting cuts, and cuts don't feel very good. I'm likening this to, to our lives, right? Yeah. So we get all these cuts, and then we get polishing up against other rocks that drive us crazy other people and so we get all this stuff going on but guess what with every cut with every in other words hurtful thing that we are grieving over in some way or another every single one of them make us more beautiful and and better and the thing is that the thing that we love the most about a diamond is the more cuts it has the more brilliant it is and it's brilliant in the light we are designed by god to reflect his light in the world. I love that because that is beautiful. Isn't that yeah. neat? 
Isn't that neat, Faith? Because, again, we do not become that brilliant diamond without going through, my words, not God's, crap. (laughs) We go through (laughs) crap in life. And the thing is, with all those cuts and with all that bumping up against people that drive us crazy and all that stuff, we learn to be more like him. He's again, he's looking for our reflection. But oh, I love, love, love. Um, And I know that you you are also you are in the process of writing another book. And I, I, boy, I think that is so cool. Faith, tell us about that. Yeah, and so I am. I'm writing about this. I did not want to step into this. I felt this was a morbid topic. I was scared to do it, but God has really said, Faith, this is part of why I've given you your journey. You need to speak out, because I I was on your show last time when I wrote my last book, which is yes. still out there to see his face. Um, and this one, I'm still working with it. I think right now I'm calling it Living Grief from Heartache to Hope. And that's a piece of where I really feel like it is something that we need to talk about. The other thing is what you had said on the last segment, Carol, about being in community. This is so critical because grief is so devastating and we can fall so quickly into one of those holes of the process and stay there. We are only, I think, brought out and able to move forward if we have people alongside of us, because often we need somebody to hold us up. And yes, God is sufficient, but I love that we can be Jesus with skin on yes. to those around us. One of my favorite <laughs> lines is Jesus with skin on. Yes. Exactly. Oh. And so I am in the process of writing it. And what I'm also looking for is people's stories, because I know that what I love is when I tell a person's story and someone else goes, that's me. That's when we're like, I'm not alone. And so if anyone out there is wanting to, like, kind of get on my list, I'll let you know I'm in the process of writing. I'll have pieces that I may even send out and want feedback on. Plus, I'm looking for people who would like to submit their story, you know, talk with me for a number of minutes and tell me about it, and I could maybe include it. You're welcome to go. Um, Right now I just have, like, a little capture where you put your information in on my website, which is my name. So it's www.faith.com gallatin.com and that would be spelled like faith hope and charity f-a-i-t-h g-a-l-l-a-t-i-n so www.faithgallatin.com you can go in there and give me your information and all i'm going to be using it for is for people who'd like to connect in this community and again like i say i mean i would love to hear people's stories i'd love to hear where people are at and just to be able to connect us with one another where we can actually express what we're feeling. There's another saying that I think I was given when I was like in fifth grade, a little stained glass, um, little thing to put, you know, like a nicky nacky thing. Yeah. And it said on there that true friends are the ones who take chaff and grain together and with the breath of kindness, blow the chaff away. Oh, say that again, Faith. I love that. So say it again. True friends are ones who take the chaff and grain together and with the breath of kindness, blow the chaff away. And I believe that that is what Christ has called us to in the community of the church, where we we can say whatever we need to say to that other person, that other believer with us, and they can take it all, take all the crap, as you said, Carol, and be able to blow the the stuff that doesn't matter away and find that diamond. Help us hang on to those where we need to reflect. And that is what community is truly about. That's what I believe that we are called to in the church. I do too, Faith. And in my new book that's coming out, um, oh man, yeah, it's one of my 
my favorite things to talk about, what we, the church, are all about. And mm-hmm. uh, Oh, my goodness, because it's not about being perfect, because none of us are. It's about <laughs> being there for each other. Again, people needing people. But it's about being there for each other and being willing to love each other yeah. and lift and help and 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 be that encourager, be that kindness. So, again, I want you to say that one more time. True friends are? Those who take the chaff and grain together and with the breath of kindness blow the chaff away. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> the, with the breath of kindness. Kindness. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the fruit of the Spirit that we all need help with, <laughs> we need the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's help with these, are love, joy, and all of them fall out of love, but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness is the connector in the middle of all of these nine, and then it's goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and that self-control piece, oh my goodness, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a big one, but um, we need help with all of it, and you're right, I just, I love that, true friends, oh, I yeah. love, love, love what you just, that, ugh, that is so good. Yes, And that is one other piece that in this whole process of, of living with grief all the time, Carol, that I have really found that oftentimes people wait to be whole before they go to, into ministry. But the thing is, when we minister to others, when we put ourselves out there, even in the midst of whatever we're dealing with, that's when healing actually gets exponentially speeded up. Yes. And that's the piece, like for me, I mean, for a long time I was waiting until, like, okay, I'm not going to feel grief anymore. And then I'm like, I'm never going to be there. So what, am I going to sit here forever? And that's where that black holes can come. And I was like, I don't want to be there. And that was a piece for me that was a way out, was to start reaching out and go, what can I do? Even if it's little things, I can start doing that. And within a community, again, we can minister to each other. And all of a sudden, um, those moments of, of those things that we deal with, they become an amazing opportunity to share and connect and grow together and yes. be on this journey of life. Yes. And so that's where I want to encourage anyone out there that is feeling like, well, I need to wait till I got it all together. We're not no. going to. Don't wait. <laughs> because you know what? No, we'll never have it together. You know what, Faith? We're going to take another really quick break, and then let's you and I wrap this up together. Thank okay. you, Faith. We'll see you in just a minute. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Attention, building owners, property managers, and facility crew. Looking for a commercial door service company for your building? At All Purpose Door Repair. We service, repair, and install new manual and automatic pedestrian doors. Store front doors like aluminum, hollow metal, and wood as well. We travel the Puget Sound area and are a local family business of 29 years. Visit our website at allpurposedoorrepair.com. Again, allpurposedoorrepair.com. FLCC, or Family Life Community Church, is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry, 
from 0 to 6th grade. They are located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Come and join them and have a great morning. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to register for Born to be Awesome group coaching program for speakers. The class is from May 13th through June 10th. Go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and to register for this transformational program. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to register for Born to be Awesome group coaching program for speakers. The class is from May 13th through June 10th. Go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and to register for this transformational program. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of Well, God's here we are back again. I hope that you've been getting your tea and, and pulling up your favorite comfy chair and and enjoying this conversation with Faith Gallatin. She is such a precious woman who I'm tickled pink, Faith, that you are writing this book <laughs> called Living Grief, Heartache to Hope. I think that's a powerful, wonderful title, personally. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. We may just stay with that. <laughs> I love it. I truly do. Um, and, you know, I just want to mention you... It has been such a joy to get to to know you, and and how that all happened is a longtime friend who is your mother-in-law. Yes. Uh, yes. And, you know, I just love Brenda Lee Gallatin. She is a rock star. <laughs> and the thing is, is that we both have this incredible loving heart to want to serve and help people. And we're both, you know, we're both getting older. But guess what? I truly believe just like a gem gets better as its ages, right? That yes. we, we really are better, women in particular, but men too. Uh, it, it's all a matter of your mindset that we get better as we uh, grow older. And so thanks to Brenda Lee Gallatin, I got to meet Faith Gallatin, who is a brilliant writer and wonderful wife and mother of a special needs daughter and other children as well. And the thing is, is that while... Grief is a living, ongoing thing that we cycle through these different stages of. And I, I, I'm just, I, ugh, I think it's so good that we've had this conversation today because those different stages, we all flip cycle back through and we've mm -hmm. all had to deal with loss of something. Yeah. And, and I just thank you so much for having me on here, Carol. And, and I love you and what your heart is for people because you really are like, how can we make how can you make people better? How can you, you know, work through what God has called you to? And that is an amazing piece. So I have just absolutely enjoyed being able to chat with you too, and being able to talk about something that I know both of us, we have been touched with as many, many, many other people have. Yes, special needs and loss of parents. And again, we started out today talking about our vets and, uh, and all the losses 
if it hasn't been their absolute life, it's been a loss of limbs, a loss of mental capacity, a loss of family, a loss of many things. And quite often in the special needs community, family is lost as well. Quite often, you know, the family split apart because they can't deal. And God wants us to be there for each other to really help us through all of these stages. Uh, I'm such a believer, and I know you are too, so strongly believe in community. And uh, it's just, and so what I want to do is give you an opportunity for any last thoughts you have. And then I want to send people to your website so they can contribute to your book. Yeah, well, and I think we've kind of really covered everything that I really wanted to bring up. What I know is I'm sure that the hearts of some people have been touched, and that's the part of where I believe that other societies are better about talking about this than we are in America. Yes. (laughs) And that has stunted people, and that's where I like, I look at the increase in medications and other things that people are on, and I think that's a way of trying to deal with this instead of actually calling it what it is. And so that's my heart, and that's why I've stepped into it, because I was scared to death to do that. And I'm like, I'm not a trained therapist, but God has said, it's okay, Faith. We just need to break this open. We need to talk about it. We need to get together in community. We need to help people be healed and be able to start ministering in the way that I designed them to instead of being stuck. I'm so glad you said that because that's another one of my flags (laughs) that I like to raise. And that is in 2 Corinthians, the first few few verses of that, a few sentences tell us how God is such an incredible comforter so that mm-hmm. we, as we walk through storms and walk through ditches in life, can turn around and comfort, bring that comfort, that God comfort, to someone else. And that's exactly what you're talking about. That is. And absolutely. I so believe in that. And that's a scriptural principle that is just powerful. Oh, so please, those of you out there who have a piece of this story, I know there must be many, but what I want you to do is feel free to go to www.faithgallatin.com and submit your stories. Let me spell that out for you. It's www.faith, F-A-I-T-H, Gallatin, G-A-L-L-A-T-I-N.com so that you can, you so that Gosh, you can share your story can be such a healing piece to someone else. That's that's the beauty of story and testimony. And I'm putting together a, a big workshop for helping Christians to do just that. Tell their story in an effective way that is that makes a difference, you know, in other people's lives, because God's called us to that. He's called us to be there for each other. Ah, Faith, I so love you. You rock. <laughs> I feel the same way, Carol. It's a mutual ad- admiration society. <laughs> So I'm just thrilled about your new book being called Living Grief, Heartache to Hope. I think that is so appropriate. It's simple, it's to the point, and it's spot on. It is so spot on. Thank you, Faith, for talking with me today about grief and this living grief. Wow, it is so powerful. And I just thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless the rest of your day, my darling, and uh, we will talk again soon, okay? sounds good. Thank you so much, Carol. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Faith. Thank you. Gosh, I just, uh, what a a joy to have Faith on today. Uh, And she just blessed my heart big time uh, by sharing what she shared. And the different, you know, the thing that is so powerful here is the different stages of grief uh, that we all 
cycle back through are so powerful and so important. And I'm just going to briefly restate those. The first one is denial. When we when we have a loss, we go through denial. No, it ain't happening or the shock. We're, we're in shock. Then anger. We're angry. We're very angry that this is happening. And then bargaining. Um, and bargaining always makes me think of the guy who gets pushed in the well and finds the Lord because he, he's going down for the third time and he comes up and he says, Okay, God, if if you'll save me, if you'll get me out of this well, I'll even teach seventh grade Sunday school. And, of course, that, that's, I think, very funny. But um, So this bargaining chip thing, and then, of course, it go, you go from there into depression, and that's when you can fall in a black, black hole um, of depression. And, we, and then last stage is acceptance, which is so powerful and so important to finally be accepting of whatever is going on. We started out today talking about the importance of Memorial Day and the, the, the grief that comes out of that, whether it's through the loss of life or loss, loss of, again, capacity. And so many of our veterans do come home with that, but we owe them such, such honor. And I know as part of this whole, I had a whole, I have a whole history here, but as part of it, I just, I found it very, um, very cool that the red poppy thing came out of in Flanders Field, which was a poem in 1915, Moyna Michael, uh, it, it inspired her to write her own poem. And she said, we cherish too the poppy red that grows on fields where valor led. It seems to signal to the skies that blood of heroes never dies. And I think that's a powerful poem and a powerful true statement that we must never forget, ever, our beautiful, uh, precious people that have gone before us, the men and women who have died. And Because, again, freedom is never free. And... Um, and also how it all came to be, she started uh, the whole idea of wearing red poppies on Memorial Day to raise money um, for, for you know, the war effort. And then Madame Guerin, 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 I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that in uh, French, but nonetheless, she is from France. And she was visiting and she saw this, oh, excuse me, this whole thing. And she went home and started creating artificial red poppies to raise money for war orphan children and widowed women. And in the Bible, it says true, true religion is about supporting orphans and, and widowed women. So it, that was just a beautiful tradition. And then in 1921, the Franco-American Children's League sold poppies nationally to benefit the war orphans of France and Belgium. Then uh, Madame Guerin also approached the VFW and shortly before Memorial Day 1922, the VFW became the first veterans organization to nationally sell poppies. And two years later, the Buddy Poppy program was selling artificial poppies made by disabled veterans. In 1948, the U.S. Post Office honored uh, Ms. Michael for all that she had done in this effort and then sold, you know, the uh, postage stamps in her name. Do join us next week. I have so appreciated being with you today and with Faith Gallatin. God bless you, and we'll see you next Sunday at 2. Bye-bye for now.